Um, I'm coming in. I'm coming in saucy tonight. Uh oh, lump date. So you know it. I I was wondering. I was like, you just finished a shoot. Now yeah. he's trying to inject that liquor into his veins. And welcome back, everybody. The most awesome man, Brandon, sports podcast coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 197 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Please subscribe. Leave five stars. Just send an email at MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. I'm Brandon. And with me, as always, the white elephant gift you have to hold on to. Most awesome. Oh, that's right. I'm the fucking the shark circle around here, baby. You, you and you too, B. Don't, don't. Oh, so, you're so, sweet, so. sweet. No, you're that little gift that was just like someone went out of bounds. They spent more than 20 bucks and they're just like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. Who did like this fucking iPod, this white elephant gift thing. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> who Michael like, Scott at this party. Yeah, yeah. True office style. How you doing, buddy? What's up, man? Good. I'm fired up. A fucking seven-year-old got under my skin today. But they did? Ooh, yeah, fired. this fucking little... So are you are you surprised sometimes when they get underneath your skin or are you just like perfect? Yeah, she's rooting around in my head all day today. Not not <laughs> oh, one of my kids. Wow. Not, yeah, she's, oh, okay. She's, fucking, she's taking ownership here, and I just want to just want to shove it in her little face. Yeah. Um, so Kamishat, you know, is in second grade. Um, they do like they have school lunch, right? They have school lunch, and it's free, it's free, I think actually due to COVID, which is great. And so they but so you can get it for free. <laughs> um so i've told the kids like you don't have to hey, do are, are you are you a school lunch guy or you pack the pack i pack the lunch guy? i pick i wake up every morning and pack their lunch all three of them now because because uh commish jr he goes to pre-k let's go cool. uh, are we doing like they picked their little debbies like what's the what's the score so yeah commish at uh dr and mrs commish gets different snacks little bags of chips little bags of cookies treats like that muffins little things like that always give them a sandwich bread cheese meat sandwich veggie uh and then like a snack and sometimes we'll do fruit or veggie mix it up you know trying to get them a, a fair mix again well, what's, like, what's, yeah, so what's the fruit the fruit or veggie is just like maybe it's like a little like like a zip lock black bag of like a broccoli or like apple slices uh apple slices blueberries strawberries uh sometimes like a clementine orange is nice veggies mm-hmm. usually it's carrots and we get these little like you know these little uh plastic little oh, individual wrap there yeah, ind- individual little because you can just clean them and not re you know you don't I, i'm not wasteful i'm not killing the environment yeah, um or uh they love peppers like red green or not green red yellow orange peppers so sl- pepper slices well, little strips peppers. of that oh yeah oh they nice. fucking oh, they mow those right so i'll get i'll get a little fruit vegetable little tasty treat halloween candy was big for a little bit sandwich all that other stuff so and every and i've told them you know, you can have like twice a month because they have free hot lunch every day. But I think it's important to make your kids lunch and like, you know, make sure that you they have a well-balanced meal. But I was like twice a month, you guys can choose on whatever you want. You know, cheese pizza, chicken, half the shit they don't even really want. Anyways, you know, what I mean, they, so, they're not so into like you, walking tacos. They're not that's not their deal. Are, are you building the lunch because like you're not 
super satisfied with just kind of like the health balance that the schools are doing? Or do you do it as just like kind of a labor of love or just like, hey, like I get your back, like here's what I'm doing? I think a little bit of latter. I think there's some pride coming in, like making your kids lunch every day and taking like, this is my responsibility. It's nice that they have this offer. And if we can afford to make their lunches, I would hope that those resources could get allocated to somebody else because they make it on demand. You have to sign yeah. up for it. It's not like it's ubiquitous for everyone to yeah. to just come and grab whatever you want. You have to sign up for it. They they have to schedule and you have to sign up like a month in advance. In, in advance. So I'm like, you know what? Have a fun treat. They love hot lunches or whatever. So Kamishat comes to me and she's like, so so-and-so in her class says that uh, me, me, the adult, am lazy because i don't give her like basically like a lot of food in her bag i give her <laughs> enough food and then and then she fucking then commission is like and i told him or i told her that you know my no my dad's not lazy he just doesn't want to give me too much food or too little food and be wasteful and he's also not lazy at all he works very very hard all the time and i was like fuck yeah That's and then right. i was yeah. like and i told her you know, and then I was like, this is a little parenting tip. Uh, and then I was like, well, you know what? Just tell her to like, don't worry about, you know, just worry about your food. Don't worry about my food. And I was like, and you can't control. She's and then commission. You, your note was, you, you, your note was <laughs> to teach your daughter, like a little mind your business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and, like, a keep it walking. What do you want from me? <laughs> um, and so then I told her and she's like, yeah, I know she's very judgmental. And I was like, you know what? You can't really deal with that. And what I really wanted to tell her was be like, you know what? Shut the fuck up, you fat little bitch. That's what I really wanted to tell her. <laughs> I'm not going to edit this out. No, edit no. Don't edit, it. <laughs> don't edit it out. Uh, yeah. This, well, because it's like, do you know the forecast? Because I'm trying to remember, like, when I was a kid, I think, like, the kids that brought their own lunches were, because it's like, what's the vibe or what's the aura of, like, bringing your own lunches? It's just like, are you, like, are you the poor kid or is there like, is there this assumption? Like, are you the rich kid? Like what yeah, is yeah, yeah. married into that? And I remember like the kids that brought their own lunches, I think they were, they were definitely like the more like, like the higher echelon. They're just like, Oh shit. They got that. Yeah. It's interesting. I remember cause at my school, like you getting school lunch all the time was like, Whoa, your parents are fucking balling out. Right. Like spending, oh, really? cause okay. they were spending yeah. money for it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I think uh, I was I was uh, like on some sort of like welfare. Like I yeah, I give you my fucking die with the right. school. So exactly. thank you, thank you for everyone that lived in Kansas, like in the fucking late eighties, early nineties, that paid for my school lunches. Yeah, they all chipped in. They all fucking took a cut. They did. Yeah, I'm good for it. They pulled the money. Yeah, exactly. So so that got me fired up, but it was really it was very sweet to see Commission kind of like. What was it? Two point or Commission? Commission. Oh no, it was Commission. Okay, yeah. You know, and it's great. It's good to see. Her. And she was in in her very like her own little way was like, no, you know, he he she defended it with like he just wants to give me the right amount of food. He doesn't want to be wasteful. And it yeah. just like and it was all day in my head. It was like, no, and he works really, really hard. You want to talk about getting fired up is like having a seven-year-old tell you that they fucking they think that you work really hard for them all the time. Oh Meanwhile, I'm down in the basement recording a podcast. <laughs> I can drink it vodka like, sodas. Like half tilted on vodka. Exactly. exactly. I'm boy, working hard putting my work. It's like seven deep into a 12 pack. Uh yeah, that is. I mean, that's I mean that's why you play the game, right? I mean, it's just 100%. like you show them, like it, it's so nice. It I can't imagine like that slight transition where kids are figuring out that 
that you're awesome not to make it like a parent attempt but they're like kind of like putting the pieces together it's just like oh my dad's kind of dope but they have to like go to the mat for it like all right yeah it's pretty sweet seven seven into eight second grade has been a lot of fun i'll tell you that right that's good that's good it's stressful because they've got like tests and homework but man when they fucking hit a home run and they get like 12 out of 12 yeah it's a little bit like you start getting like a honest preview of just like oh like i helped grow this person and we got like this is good news here yeah yeah, exactly all the work starts paying off it's just like oh this is start seeing dividends they get that nice yeah for sure um all right, well, you invest in this podcast. You've you got looking ahead for you to riff in the headlines. We're going to talk NFL playoff picture. We're going to do MAB fixes. Urban Meyer. We'll that. We're going to jump in a little bit. Yeah, you hear about this. You know, I like to hang out on those Yahoo headlines. So we got three there. We're going to talk about the Neapolitan Showdown. Top Meryl Street movies. Hell yeah. That. Way too long. It's why you guys have been listening to the pod. Eventually, they we're going to talk about it. And we're going to talk about it uh, tonight. You're going to hear that. And then we're going to do uh, our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're at power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, we're from the headlines. NFL playoff picture. Why are we talking about this, brother? Oh, some things are starting to shape up here, B, in the uh, the old NFL. The cream may be starting to rise to the top a little bit. We're starting to get some real definition, and I think who our power players are. Okay, so let's look through each team in the playoffs. I got key questions I want to ask, and then I'll hit a little bit on the people that are on the outside looking in if you think it settles out like this. I want to say one thing for the jump street, though, kind of the macro Adding that extra game, I know it's just like a 17th game, and I know it's just one more week. Doesn't it feel like this NFL season has been forever? Yes. Like, it weirdly feels like it just keeps going on, and and usually, like, there's some sort of thing, and I don't know if it, because it was, like, an even number where you're just like, oh, like, you get to 16 games, it's over, but it's just like, you know, like, you look at a record, and you're just like, oh, shit, like, uh, six and seven, 13 games, so it's just like, all right, like, we got another another month of football like is, is there something for you that i've experienced that you're not checking in because you're just like it's not close enough to the end yeah it's weird it does i you you kind of nailed it and it just like it feels like it feels we're no further along than any other nf season beforehand but it feels longer yeah. it feels just like man we're, we got a slog still left to go usually at this point we're you know there's like a couple, I, I think it's also too, because of the parody, I think, because everyone's up and down, you know what I mean? Now we've got a little bit more, uh, you know, the, the top three seeds are probably a little bit closer to being locked in, but there's like still like seven or eight teams that are vying for the last like four playoff spots. And you're just like, the season will never end. Yeah. And not in a bad way. Not a bad way. I don't want to admit that. No, no, it's, yeah, it's, it's not bad, but kind of like maybe it feels like the teams have the same attitude. So let's jump in right now. Um, let's cook through, you know, usually we're going to flip it up. I think usually we start with the AFC. Let's cook through the NFC right now real quick. Cause I think it's, I think it's a little clearer on that side. So yeah. Uh, I mean, the Packers best team in the NFC. Yeah. Yes. Playing the best right now for sure. I think it's all clicking. I think the, 
game one against the Saints was, uh, you know, a bit of an anomaly. I think they're figuring if it all that, out. If that Saints game doesn't happen, we're talking that the Packers are the best team in the NFL. If I think you're probably if right. That Saints game, if they if they win that Saints game, like even close, like it's not a question. Like there's just a little bit of a pull of remembering that game, but there's no other. Like I love that they're running team. I love you know like Aaron cooking. Like we we've, we've seen them win all different ways. Like they were you know they're trailing the game by six because the Bears at home, and they just like it was like what twenty seven to three in the second half. Like just really came out perfect. And their defense is playing pretty fucking good too. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, their defense has is, is, is been playing pretty well as well. Um, who do you like then next in the in the NFC? You think Tampa Bay is number two? Uh, yeah, I definitely have to put Tampa Bay at that second spot. I mean, they have um, that weird loss against Washington, but there's just like, yeah. you know, and, and it, it, but you know I what? Think- That's one of those things where I chalk that up to like some teams just play other teams very well. And Washington has been playing very well, as I said, five weeks ago that this is they they mirrored what they did last year and sneaking into that you know final playoff spot or winning the division and then playing in tampa bay pretty tough at home i think sometimes like washington like some teams just match up and they just kind of they have their number they play a little they punch above their their level a little bit and washington and tampa bay for some reason feels like that yeah, I think Washington was like that record of like a longest drive or whatever, like just controlling the ball for like it's like eleven. Yeah, they fucking really they put it right down their throat. Yeah, and that yeah, and they just kept like it was like every third down and they're making it. So yeah, uh, Washington was super interesting to look at, but I, I yeah, you definitely you like the Bucks here. Let's talk about the Cardinals real fast. Cardinals, the Monday Night Football matchup against the Rams, which is really a game you want to watch when you're starting to like figure out seeding. Yes. Like, are you bought into the Cardinals anymore? I think all? this is I think this is the first chip in the little like you know armor of the Cardinals. I did not like their them in the end of game situations. Like I didn't know why Kingsbury with all that time. Uh, crap a hopper i don't know if we can call him kingsbury just but i don't know why he didn't kick that field goal early down 10 just kick the field goal early you're gonna have to play for it you know i mean i felt like we we had some empty possessions going forward on fourth down um and and i i don't know i know what they want to do offensively i feel like they're neglecting like james connor a bit here like they, i feel like that they could have flipped a momentum and leaned a little bit more into the run game and took a little off of Kyler Murray and some of those wide receivers. Cause I'm not sure if their wide receiver core aside from Deandre Hopkins is all that good. I don't know if they're good or not, or, or dependable might be the better way. I don't know if they were dependable. I definitely want to look at it. It's just like the Cardinals. We always have one of these teams and I think we repeated it. it was like the Steelers last year, or just like one of these teams that have a record where you're just like, all right, like how do they actually get this record? And that is not deserved, but there's two strikes against you. If you're just like, how did you get this record? And then you're like, you haven't been there. Right. Like you feel a little bit more confident in a team that's just like, all right, like, you know, I was listening to other podcasts and they're it, they're right. Like that, like the habit seems to be like show up in the dance and then you get done the next year. And like this feels like Arizona's like get super deep to show up next year and have that experience, you know, like we saw from that Chiefs team, like we saw from a lot of other teams, it's just like they got to almost get there and then they yep. kind of close the deal the next year. So it just it still feels like a little early, and I know that would piss you off at the Cardinals, but it's just like there's, I don't know, there's nothing that I believe about them right now. Yeah, I and mean, it's it's 
it's an an opinion that's been valid validated over a long history of the NFL. It's not like we're looking at it in this individual landscape of just Arizona. We are looking at the history of the NFL where teams are on the come up, right? It kind of yeah. punch up, exceed their expectations very fast and then get into this spot where it's like, Oh, now we're playing fucking big boy football. Now we're playing the fucking real deal. It's crunch time. Every, you know, now teams are coming for you maybe early on in the season teams weren't thinking about you at all and now the they're fucking target on your back yeah yeah it's all of that dude and so this is where it's like this is where it's different this last month will be very interesting it'd be very interesting to see if this like if this cardinals team falls like at 500 you know what i mean and finishes the season at 12 and 5 you know but heading in kind of limping into the playoffs yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, they have to feel like the target's on their back, and I'm sure they're, like, they're ringing the no one believes that on spell. Sure. But it's like, just because you ring that bell doesn't necessarily, like, make you advance the playoffs. Like, no one believes in you because you just might not have it together. Like, it just yeah. might not be the time. And it's like, I'm not seeing the thing is it. All right, let's talk about the uh, the four seed real quick. We're looking at the Cowboys. Uh, mm. The Cowboys finish out and win the NFC East. I think they probably should, right? I, I don't see why. I think not. so, man. I don't. I don't like. To, I don't know what what wrong with this team. I mean, I know they lost some players. It was just like, I they were really fucking with gas. I know we talked on the podcast. We were just like, oh, like this is finally the Cowboys team that we've all waited for. But then they just went back to the same Cowboys team they always are. I mean, they still yeah. winning football games, but it's just like that Thanksgiving loss is embarrassing. It's just like I, they look confused. Yeah, yeah, and it's this is. Yeah, it's we don't know what their offensive scheme is. You know, you pay. I said this, I think, last week. They pay Ezekiel Emmanuel or Ezekiel Elliott, excuse me, all this money, and then they fucking split carries with Tony Pollard, right? I, I just yeah. don't know. We got one of the best offensive line, you know, uh, group in the league, and it's like sometimes you just got to lean on that. Sometimes Kellen Moore has got to decide. Look, like we're just kind of like that. Washington Redskins drive. It's like, we're just going to fucking be better than you. We're just going to be more physical, bang it down your throat and just take momentum. I don't know that they've, that they play with enough like pace or energy. And I really like Dak Prescott, but it's sometimes like watching him. It's, it's like, what, what is this? The, is this the $45 million Dak that we thought sometimes I see that. And I'm like, absolutely. And sometimes you're like, no, dude, you're, you're middle of, of the road. You're you're an average quarterback that is like just in a very good situation, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I just gotta see dysfunction now. Like it just look like because you're right. Like I mean, talent isn't not trying to be efficient. Like talent wants to be talent. So it's just like yeah. it goes back to you know Mike McCarthy. Like is he legit? Is he is he not good? I mean, uh, let's, like probably. he had Aaron Rodgers. Like he just might not be good. He might like take a lot of credit for a lot of things and be able to like land an interview and like land a job in the room. It's just like, this guy might not be the real deal. Like it's interesting. We won't do it on this, but we should earmark this to do it like some sometime in like our fourth year, but really talk about like, you know, coaches that got more credit because of just like the quarterbacks that were there. And like, are yeah. we, you know, are, are we seeing smoke and mirror and not really know what's happening? Cause it's we, like, we, we may, we may touch on it a little bit and fixed too, by the way. Just a yeah, just right. a just a little a dash. Nice. A dash. Do that. I'm gonna prove that. 
Uh, okay, we got uh, a few more teams to get through. I want to talk through all these playoff teams too. So on the uh, on the bubble, these guys that have the wild card spots, suddenly NFC, we're doing Rams. We're gonna see the Rams play last night. Yeah, um, look good. They did look good. This is Matt Stafford, I, and I think like I don't like when we start getting into coaches and coaching. Like you're just like, all right, McVay is known for coaching. But this Rams team does seem underperforming. It seemed like a lot of throwing spaghetti at the wall. It's just like, we're going to go all in. So I definitely have the vibe that they're fucking, they're all in. Like, let's not sleep on this. They're not building from three years from now. They want to make a move right now. Like, are enough pieces there to figure it out? And can they show us consistency? Or is this Ram team going to be like another just casualty of just, we tried to just bring talent in and it didn't work out. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, it's hard because NFL teams have to mesh. They take time to mesh, as we, we talked about with, like, the Packers meshing, talking about the Chiefs, you know, is what we'll talk about, kind of, like, getting it together here, figuring out what their their MO is a little bit. Uh, I think the Rams came out of the gate early, thought they had it on lock, and then stuff started to kind of get a little loose well, they like, a little... That, that confidence was cool too i like that confidence and they seem mm-hmm. to lose it a little bit like i mean mass effort went on that like that little streak of just like yeah like, well that's the thing is is quarter. this is matt stafford has this in him where he can fucking play unbelievable and then he can play kind of shitty i've seen it many many times this is as much like as we want to as i want to defend matt stafford he was fantastic don't get me wrong but he has moments where he can get in a little bit of a slump and it looks not great and that's what we saw and so when the pressure's on with la and they keep you know adding players like fantasy fucking football yeah. you know then you're like oh well now the pressure's really on now you're those guys what, with the target in the what, back what do you think the thing is underperforming wise like i don't like oversimplify it and maybe this is like above our pay grade but like are we getting into things where like he's not prepared is there like a defensive scheme that trips him up is he like can defenses figure him out? Like, uh, well, I he- think I think he's supremely talented, and I think he's also in this moment where he's never really played like super meaningful games. So now they're starting <laughs> to get, you know, they're now they're starting yeah, to get meaning sure, yeah. more meaningful. And I think like he's the he's the guy that like he knows he knows his assignments, he knows what he's supposed to be doing. I think he gets in this into the thing where it's like he's pressing and pushing and trying to like thread the needle make the play like 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 you get down by 13 points and he's trying to win in a one throw exactly yeah and it's just one of those things where it's you know it's like he doesn't have to do it all it's not all on him and i think that's but i think that's a lot of quarterbacks that they get into that mode you know what i mean but that that's where we're kind of seeing that and um you know for as good as the defense can be and is at times sometimes they can get a little not not decent and maybe it's because you know and the that stretch turnovers we're putting them behind the eight ball but you know uh with all the parts and pieces that we have to rush the passer um sometimes you don't always see it all right jumping on the niners right here the niners uh still in that mix i know i was super low on the niners you were kind of still in the mix of it like can you win playoff games with jimmy g I don't know. This is like game manager, game manager, game manager. I, fucking yeah, football yeah, exactly. Right this, this, this 49ers seems, seems like the cut and paste version of just like, I got in the playoffs on a wild card spot. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't wait to bet against this team. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they're doing it. I mean, they're fucking, they're, 
they're still having injury issues, which is crazy to me. But, um, you know, they're just having to, they're putting Debo Samuels in the fucking backfield. Um, I think they're just on a really good run right now. Their offensive line is fucking playing really sweet. So that's going to make any quarterback play uh, fucking, you know, heads and shoulders above where they should be. Um, yeah, I mean, he's not turning the ball over. So it's like, if you don't turn the ball over and you've got a solid running game. I mean, and... what a shitty thing to say about a quarterback. <laughs> it's just right, like, right. It's not, it's not throwing INTs. So maybe we might not. <laughs> lose. Fucking totally suck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but wow. they've been, they, they've been, you know, they're very running back friendly fucking team. So they're, they're fun. They're fun to win when they're clicking. They're fun to watch actually. Like I do yeah. like there, there's a little pride on their defense. Like they're, they're kind of fun to watch on that. I just like, I don't see on the opposite to me. It's a team that like, if they get down, like, you know, 10, nothing, it's just like, turn the TV. Yeah. 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 It's, it's going to get ugly. ugly. It's going to get real ugly. Uh, okay, well, let's round out right now. Uh, we'll get Washington football team. <laughs> is this? I feel like these are all the same exact playoff teams from last year. I mean, it might not be because Cowboys are there. Like, but uh, yeah, we get the Washington football team. Uh, well, whatever. We can talk about it real fast. Let's move on. They have a seventh seventh spot. Yeah, they're hot. They're playing. They're playing really good football with it. With you know, I don't. I don't know how they're gonna do it with. I mean, Heineke and. Uh, was it Allen or whatever? It's, I don't know. This team is, this team ain't going far. And I don't think this team is actually going to actually make the playoffs. Um, but do, you, do you, you like the Vikings getting that spot or the Eagles? Ooh, I would say the Vikings right now. I, I would say the Vikings, like watching them more, I would say they played better football. They've just had worse beats, quite honestly. Yeah, definitely. I, you saw the thing, right? Like there's, there's been, I think it's, it always has to be make up a stat. So it loses all its fucking like player. Like if you make one up, but there's something like, I think it's six games they were in that that's come down to the final play time is expiring while the play happens. Obviously there's a lot of field goals with that. Sure. They're like like two and four on those. Yeah. I mean, and those are coin flips, (laughs) right? Yeah. It's just insane. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. The Bengals field goal is like, we, we missed a couple. Okay. That's enough. Well, the Lions could. I mean, the cushion that that DB gave on the Lions is like, are you trying to give the game up? It was insane. He let him run into the end zone, stop, and just fucking like, give me my moment, B. Just I lost give me my win. I will, but I lost. Beep. I don't know if I can actually <laughs> say like how much I lost because <laughs> it could actually be in a court document. So I'll just edit it out. It's just redacted for future in case. I was, I, I gotta remind myself, like, betting on days you're actually working is the shittiest feeling because like in one (laughs) in one moment you lose all the money you're there working for it's an it's an insane feeling and i don't mean a great feeling it's and then and then someone comes to you and be like where are we eating for lunch today and you're like shut the fuck up you can't can't concentrate you're walking around like i remember like oh god it was that was that was a a rough thing all right afc let's get in there hell yeah um all right patriots well, Dynasty's not over. We've talked about this a million times. Like, I love, I, I love this for the fucking. We were all last year, fucking. It's over. It was Brady. We all knew yeah. it. Yeah, and we then, were all like, it's gonna take four years, or like, yeah, it'll take. And then here comes fucking Belichick, man. I also love Belichick, it. I love it. Dude. It makes me feel like Belichick never liked Brady, also, because it's just yes. like he's. 
he can like he's making Mac Jones like play Belichick football, and Belichick football is like early 1970s. Like he just wants to. We saw it against the fucking Bills. Like he literally wants to prove that it's just like running game and defense, and let's not overthink this. Like, yeah, smarter than you guys. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly right. It's unwatch. It's it is. It's exciting. I mean, it's I, I enjoy the the theatrics of it all make it very exciting and i'm here for it but i can't wait to see what it's going to be in the playoffs it's so fun fun. it it does it feels like we time portal in this team from a long time ago it's like this is it's funny he's doing his thing i watched that uh titans i think titans is the biggest paper tiger in all this postseason especially at the 2c what do you think yeah, I mean, they're just, I mean, we got Julio Jones back this week for them. They should get A.J. Brown hopefully this week. So we'll start to see. And then, you know, they're still kind of trying to earmark Derrick Henry for second week of the playoffs if that can happen. Um, but I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like some teams just kind of have that injury curse. And I feel like the Titans might be that team. And the shameful thing of it, it too is, is, they thought that their window was still open and I think it slammed shut, you know, you know, two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Yeah, I know. But also like if, they, if they're hosing a couple of games, if, they, if they're playing host until you get to the AFC championship and then like, you know, you're playing like a chiefs that will get in those, or you're playing like a, you know, a, a Patriots. Like, I don't like, I don't hate, I don't hate the road. Cause it's like, they're probably going to play somebody from the AFC North. And all those teams look fucking beautiful. Yeah, for sure. I mean, right now they'd be playing. Yeah, they'd be playing either the the Browns or the Bengals or maybe the Bills. I think the Bills will start to. I don't know. The Bills feel. I don't know what's yeah, we'll going on with we'll the Bills. We'll yeah, okay, sorry. So, uh, so three C. We got the Chiefs. Um, I maybe we talked about a little bit. Like the Chiefs just seem to be cooking with gas. Like this yep. is the classic story of just like when do you start getting hot? And I think we've watched the Chiefs the last couple of years. They start to get hot like super early and then kind of peter out. It seems like they're clicking right now. Like their best game was this week. Yeah, they were fucking dominant. But here's the thing is, is this is what we talked about is, is that if the defense was just average, this is the outcome that you would get a lot of times. And they're, the defense has actually been playing very well. They've been rushing the passer very well. They had, what, five turnovers against that uh, – that fucking Raiders team. Um, yeah. They're they're cooking with gas. You got Chargers, which will be an interesting game. Steelers, Bengals, which I don't know what to make of the Bengals anymore, and then the Broncos. So it's very possible that they don't lose again, and it's very yeah. possible that they could come from behind and steal that 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 number one seed. Which I don't know. Just giving the on off switch of the Chiefs this season. Do you want to take a week off? I know this sounds insane, but do you no, want to take it a week off? I love this. I lo- I'm obsessed with this. I'm obsessed with this. Especially, I remember this about the, like, what it was that, was, weren't the Colts going undefeated and they said it last week? Yeah. And they, but they were closer. They, they lost a game, but they were like 14 or 15 and one. And then, the, yeah, they, they had, yeah. they had the one seed locked up, the bye they week. They lost that up. game and then they had the bye week and then they lost. Yeah. It was just like, like you motherfuckers haven't played in like three weeks. <laughs> like, yeah. was, like you and I are great at our jobs. Like if you sat me down for three weeks, like 
can't walk me in and be like, oh, give me your best three hours. I'm like, it'll take a second. Yeah, I got to <laughs> warm up. What's going on like, with this right now? But, uh, like, I, I totally agree. Like, I don't, I, I love, I love the home field advantage. I think the week off is, um, I don't know. I Overrated might be, because there's some coaches that are great at, like, it seems like Andy Reid is fantastic at keeping his, like, I'd like to at see the bye week, but Andy Reid ain't all that great in the playoffs. Until yeah, no, but, but, I, yeah. but I would like to see, like, the habits of just like, all right, like what is like, how do you treat your team? Like with all these coaches, like going to the bye week, like what are we doing? Like, right. is it just like, don't talk to anybody for like nine days, just like chill out and then they come back in. Like, is it like, we're checking in like on zooms or something like every two days, like we're off, we're not off. Like that's, that's curious to me. Yeah. But, I mean, I, th- I think you're right. Like I would rather like, if it was my team, I would rather like, when it comes out, I would, and this is easy for me to say to like make other people work, but I would just, I, I'd rather like, I, the bye week doesn't seem like as big of an advantage to me. That's yeah. Just, I mean, just, just keeping, you know, I mean, obviously there's the, always the injury, but it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm sitting at the two seed and going to draw a Bengals team at home, give me that fucking light work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, give that yeah. to me. I love keep, keep that. Me sharp, keep me sharp. Let's keep me sharp. <laughs> exactly good like we've always seen that happen it's just like all right so now it's just like let's say let's say it shakes out like this like patriots have the bye week and then you know the um whatever everything wins out like it should so the Patriots played like the four seed so ravens get to play you know ravens beat the chargers or whatever and it's just like all right so we got a ravens team that's already beat the chargers last week and now they're now they're coming to us yeah, it's like I I don't like that. I don't love that feeling. It kind of is like it feels like I've been out for a couple of weeks, which I have. Yeah, yeah, a tough football team like that, a running team, a team that's hard to prep for. I I don't want that. Give me like yeah, give me a fucking first year QB in the playoffs, all day every day, and keep yeah. my momentum rolling. Speaking of the Ravens, what do you think about that Ravens team? B uh, down on down on them like i don't like anyone in the nfc north my favorite team to watch selfishly is the Bengals because i like joe burrow yeah like i I don't um there's not enough it seems like you can figure out lamar jackson yeah well i mean he's he's turned the ball over quite a bit here in the last few games and obviously he missed his last game he got an ankle injury so that's a huge kind of red flag um on them yeah, I don't know, man. Like I said, I think this is like a very difficult team in the in the regular season and the playoffs. I'm not, I'm not so afraid of them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, they're a playoff team. There's no question about it. But I think they're yeah, yeah, they're they're totally beatable more so than they have in the playoffs than they ever have before. I two years ago, I was scared of them. Last year, I'd been still very frightful of the Ravens. This year, I don't know. Yeah, two really years ago was their year. Yeah, it seems yeah. like the window's kind of closing on it. Like it seems like one of those teams that they had their window and it's kind of it's tracking backwards. All right, let's look at the LA Chargers real quick. I'm telling you, I told you I stood this a couple weeks ago. I, I like I still like this team. You love these Chargers, bro. I like them. You know, I don't know if defensively if they've got enough here to fucking hold, you know, but I like their schedule. For sure, they got the Chiefs. That's going to be a tough game. They'll they'll see. Going to that game, and I have to wear Chargers gear because you're, you're going to that game. Yeah, it's a stadium tour, so I'm going to the game nice. with some of our boys. 
Yeah. And I'm going to wear Chargers gear because it's I'm going to count it like my stadium tour. So, Perfect. I love it. Very good. And then they got the Texans, Broncos, Raiders. So I like yeah. I like this. I like this here. And I think, yeah, you know, yeah. So, you know, you could, you could punch up here, but um, you know, they just got to make sure that they're, they're healthy going into it, but yeah, I'm, I'm a big Herbert fan. I like him. I think he's a good, good fucking QB, man. I know you're in buddy. Uh, all right. We'll finish out real fast. We'll do the Colts. Uh, the Colts to me are in both sides in both conferences, like the most scary team, like kind of in the mix that you do not want to play. Right. Yeah, solid defense has played iffy at times, but it, I think once, yeah, once they get that run game established, it's just like shit. It's just like if they accidentally get a little bit of lead, you're just like, yeah. oh my god, like I'm not getting the fucking football. Yeah, and this is what we were. This is what we were fearful of two years ago with the fucking Ravens, right? It's like, yeah, they can just do whatever they want offensively. We have no fucking design for them. I, I mean, I wouldn't say they're to the Colts are to that level, but they are. They have a really fucking good run game, and Jonathan Taylor is the fucking shit. I talked about him in our draft pod. I love I Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan's great. Really Run the damn football. MVP. Uh, last thing we're looking at is Bills. Bills still in the playoff picture. It's it's so wild. Like this is an AFC favorite, and now we're barely talking about them at the end of this segment. Yeah. But um. I, I I looked long and hard on on Monday, trying to figure out what is different in, with this team. There's very little like that I can find that was different from last year to this year. I don't understand. I, this is a head scratcher to me because I really don't understand what happened to this 13 and three fucking yeah, team. I mean, this, this is this to me. This is the biggest fall off the cliff team. Yeah. Is the Bills like it's just like and it sucks like it's so on brand for the Bills but it's just like why are you not cooking with gas why not they just doesn't seem to fuck be a fucking game plan yeah I'm I'm not really sure I don't understand I don't know I I I mean yes Josh Allen hasn't played as well and there are a few more turnovers so sure that yeah that's what everyone's had more turnovers chiefs had more turnovers fucking tom brady's had more turnovers but for some for some reason and maybe it's a lack of like a lead like you know like a back that we can somewhat trust because i will say we didn't talk about in the the tampa bay i think the biggest thing in tampa bay is leonard fournette's fournette's been fucking great yeah fournette's a fucking monster and you know and the chiefs have had to cobble pieces together with Edwards Alaire, but also Williams has played really well. They've gotten some fucking players out of here. But with this team, like I think really Josh Allen's their best running back. And now this puts you into this kind of Ravens camp where if we just fucking get real physical with your quarterback, he's gonna make a mistake. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I think that that's where we're kind of sitting at. And then, you know, you've got a a a, a Bills defense that I don't know, is not really striking a lot of fear into my heart. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I don't, I, I just can't tell what the fuck changed this year from last year. I wrote, give me real fast. Uh, what's the Super Bowl pick? Update us. We'll do this once a week. Who's your Ooh, Super Bowl uh, matchup right now, buddy? Uh, let's go. I mean, right now it has to be, you got to say Kansas City and the, and the Packers. That would be. Ooh. That's what I was thinking. I was yeah. thinking Kansas City Green Bay. I love, I love for fucking Kansas City Tampa Bay re- rematch. That'd be fun. 
I know, I know, I know some West Coast friends. Huh? Yeah. What'd you say? Yeah. Are you looking like the uh, people talking like, I mean, Patriots Tampa Bay would be insane also. That would be, I mean, there's whisperings of that, which is, it's it's probably the second highest odds to happen. Maybe the third. That would, yeah, be, that would be that'd be that'd be a little nuts. Nuts. that'd be a little nuts. I, I don't know that almost be too much. I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah, I mean you'd have to update everyone have to get updated immediately about like how big this is and why it's happening. Um, all right, let's go. Um it fixes. What do you say? What do you say? I didn't get that. Ding. All right, um, Urban Meyer. Uh, we gotta fix Urban Meyer. Um, uh, why is he not good? Cliff. Does he give a shit about coaching and why does it not transfer? Like, let, let's go really easy. Like great, great college coach. Right. Is that true? Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. I, 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 you know, two national titles with, um, the university of Florida and then one with Ohio, you fill out the rest. So yeah. Good fucking coach. I, I don't like talking about him. He's a dickwad. That's fine. So it, it's just going back to just like uh, recruiting is that's a college thing, not an NFL thing. Um, yeah, I think like, I think here's, I mean, I looked at it. Why college coaches, why some college coaches haven't um made it the the transition i think there's a couple reasons but i do think like the biggest thing like with urban meyer the biggest thing for him is has been his ability to recruit right i think like recruiting culture scheme and then like development of players are like kind of like the four tent poles of like a successful college coach but it really like when when you can recruit just five star after five star and get a fucking bevy of talent in there you don't really have to worry about development too much and if you just create like an environment where they're just fucking totally i don't want to say beholden's not the right term but they kind of are because you hold, you're the gatekeeper for their entire future so they really got to do exactly what you got to say there's really no pushback you're very much more of like a dominant like militant personality as a college coach or you can get away being that that way but it all starts with recruiting and, and getting players. And then if they don't work out, they can, they'll just fucking ride the pine or sit, or you can just send them, you know, that you can let them go and go somewhere else or transfer. So it's, it's really a weird dynamic for a college coach. And then taking that and transitioning is incredibly hard because now you have to work with all sorts of professional men, athletes who don't need you at all their careers will go on without you. They don't have anything that they have to assign to your success in their, in their lives. Like nothing that you give them is going to make them be a great football player or not. So it's a weird kind of like dynamic shift. And I don't think college coaches fucking understand the difference in that or pure college coaches. Like if you look back at it, I did a little looking like if you look at, some of the big flame outs, like a urban Meyer level, you think of like Steve Spurrier or chip Kelly or Bobby Petrino, right? He played one yeah. season. Who's the guy that like the Atlantic 
Falcons coach. Like that was Bobby Petrino five years ago. Just like kind of yeah. snuck out. Just snuck out, took the Arkansas job, and then started you know dipping his bits in co-eds. <laughs> yeah, right. People on bikes and crashing them. Yeah, sure. exactly. So those guys, all of those guys, Urban Meyer included, never fucking coached in the fucking pros. Uh, no, actually, Bobby Petrino did, but it was for two seasons. I take that back as like an assistant. But the Chip Kelly, never a pro coach, never as an assistant, nothing. He was always in college. Steve Spurrier, he played in the pros, but primarily he was a fucking college coach in an era where and he even admittedly when he came to the, the the Redskins said like he wasn't putting in like you know the hours like McVeigh or Gruden were right like the get in there at four in the morning leave at 10 o'clock at night he wasn't doing that he was on a golf course and that's because when you can just recruit fucking the best athletes around you really don't have to work that hard you know what I mean you don't have to work like yeah. pro coaches do and so never being a pro coach in any way, shape, or form, fucking really fucks these guys up. I think this is where you misconstrue, misconstrue college success for something that will translate to the NFL. It won't. The power dynamic is way different in college than it is in the NFL. In the NFL, you have to work with your team. You have to create a, control, a, a, a culture where guys actually buy in, not because they're they 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 have to for their career to go to the next level to make that money they want to buy in because they want to win and they believe in you and they believe in what you're doing and you fucking you're a stand-up guy that will fucking when when shit is going crazy they know that they can trust you and that doesn't happen with an urban meyer who after a bad loss fucking flies back and you know gets caught with some co-eds in columbus it's not you know going to happen when you're sitting there arguing with you know players or bringing in a guy like fucking tim tebow to play tight end who hasn't been you know in the league for five or six years they're just going to look at this like it's it's fucking sideshow bullshit yeah so it's in movie fixes so like what's this all right here is it too many like is it pros teams grasping at straws are just like where do we find the next like coaching talent and it's just like let's dip into college like is should that be like not shunned but just kind of like looked at with like a side eye or it's just like it's not it should be it should 100 be you should here's here's the profile this is the mab fix here's the profile is if a college coach is successful i need to see that they've they've had time in the nfl not one or two seasons not a blip on the radar but actual real time in the NFL as a position coach so that they truly understand the difference between leading a college club versus leading a professional group of men. And if you look at the best coaches of recent memory to do it, uh, Tom Coughlin, right? Won two Super Bowls with the Giants, college coach, spent six years in the pros as a position coach. Pete Carroll, all right? Pete Carroll was in college, then went uh, to the pros as an assistant, a defensive coordinator, then had some time with the Browns, didn't work out, went back, then went to UCLA, UCLA figured out the fucking sauce. Oh, USC. What did I say? UCLA? Fuck. Drink, everybody. Yeah. USC. Good call. Could pick up B. Um, went to USC, figured out the sauce, goes to the pros, translates in. Fucking Jim Harbaugh, same thing. Was a player for a long time. So 
not a coach necessarily, but played a long time, grew up in a coaching household. So coaching is in his blood. Then, you know, spent one season as a QB coach as the Raiders into the college ranks, then up to San Francisco, but he knows that environment, right? He learned yeah, how to be a coach. See, like, and also like you're a Michigan fan. So you see, you see this, like, how do you picture Jim Harbaugh? Like, do you want him forever? Do you feel like he's making the next step up to like, like, you know, is he going back to the pros? Like, is he just happy there? Also, in two questions, and I listened to this is really funny. I listened to the podcast and I heard someone ask two questions, and they're just like, Hey, this makes me a shitty interviewer. So who's here's two questions? And <laughs> it made me <laughs> want to be better for you. But I do want to ask that. Like, I want to ask, and it's just like, so I want to ask, like, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh is a great example of just like, you know, like a, a collegiate coach is just like, what is his career move? Is he happy at the programs he at, or is he going to make another like, like jump to like the pros or some people don't want to do that. And let me ask you, like, what's the best guy right now, in your opinion, that's about to make a jump to the pros that we could picture in like the next three years doing that? Ooh. Um... The first question is, is I think Harbaugh is a competitive weirdo. So I definitely think the NFL being the highest level of competition will ultimately fucking beckon. Uh, and if he, especially if he can string together some winning seasons at Michigan, I don't think he's going to make the jump this year. Well, was he, yeah. Was he asked to leave for the San Francisco gig or did he do it? On his uh, I think, yeah, I think he had some, some strife with management. Right. And I think when you're a dominating personality like Harbaugh is, which I've heard lots of stories and here's the thing, college will give him free reign to just like, just fucking be that guy, be that crazy guy. You know what I mean? And just dominate, you know, his little facility and do that. So there could be like some of that, that he, that keeps him around, but ultimately he needs to string around, string along a couple you know, high level seasons, uh, in order to maybe to go back to the pro this year, let's go blue. Let's go blue. Let's go blue. Let's go. We got one. Now we need two. Um, so I think that's it, but I think ultimately like the NFL will back in and he'll probably go back. Who is the coach now? Oh, this is such a tough question. Um, I'm going to go off on a fucking deep end right now. Nice. I'm going to go Please off on a deep buddy. end right Please now. Please, Let's go. I'm going to go with fucking Deion Sanders. Oh, oh. you think Deion Sanders coaches professional football team in the next four years? I think so. I think he started in there. The, the waves he's made with the, the SWAT conference. Is Jacksonville he good? State. Like, what are you hearing back? Or what are you seeing? Well, here's the thing is, is he's getting a lot of fucking publicity. He's doing the right things. I really like, I really like his approach. He's brought a lot of prestige to the program. He knows the game. But that's also, to me, that's different to college. Like college, just like your kind of your status of just being like a celebrity brings the recruits you want to get. Sure, 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 sure. But in pro ball, I don't think he does that. Go ahead. Tell your story. Yeah, no, but I, I, but here's the thing is, is he, he has the cachet where pro guys will ultimately believe them. Now, this is why in four years, I'm, I'm interested to see what they can do. If he can actually put a winning club together, now he's going to have to get out of, you know, one double A football to do this. But so far, so good. He's on the right trajectory. And well, if the pros, are, if the pros are calling, the pros are, the pros are could be it. I want to ask you about this. This is a great point. Like, this is a great point. I want to talk about this. 
So part of why you get into the game is like your loyalty to the players. So does that like, you know, stunt his growth on being able, if he's loyal to that, you know, he wants to probably be loyal to kids where he's just like, Hey, like, sure. I'm going to see you through, like, we're going to make a run on whatever the championship is. Like, does, is he so loyal to that where he's just like, he can't take new job offers. So eventually like it's becomes like this, this weird thing where you're, you're not seeing it. I th- I no, I mean, I think I think it's a little different. I, I think there's a difference in doing it the way Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly did it. And then there, you know, or even Saban before them. I mean, there's, there's you know, tons of history of guys leaving in the middle of the fucking night, picking right. up and leaving. We talked about Petrino earlier. It's a fucking cold-hearted business. So it just doesn't, that doesn't seem on brand to me for right. Deion Sanders. Right. Deion Sanders seems to me like the dude that's just like, but so it's like, then when does he leave? Like, you know, yes, exactly. Like, and that's right. one of those things, right? So it's like, is that, is it going to be a, a needle thread where there's a late firing or, you know, some scandal happens and some coaches had to fucking, and then he slides in like in the off season. Right. Um, I don't know, but I, I, that's, that's my thing. Cause I was, I was trying to think of somebody that's got pro experience has some, you know, cachet. So I'll give it to Dion over that, but you put me on the spot. So I'm giving you one. I'll take it. I'll take it. But you know, like mark it up. We'll keep talking about Deion Sanders. But right now, we're going to be talking about the. Make sure I get this right. Oh, you hear about this? You hear about this? That's what I got. Yeah, you about this. There you go. So, and just to go, the fix is don't fucking hire NFL coaches with no professional experience. Yes, they need some pro seasoning. Yeah, yeah, they got to get that in. Or Ben Affleck says he started drinking alcohol partly because he felt trapped and unhappy in his marriage to Jennifer Garner. Oh, uh, don't do my girl that way. I like Jennifer Garner. Come I think on, he ben. does too. He felt trapped. Like it was like, um, I'll tell you this, like back in the day you were a single man. Um, what's the roughest way you broke up with someone? Ooh. The roughest way. <sighs> probably not being a good dude, but there was this one chick who uh, was very much, I don't know, not being braggadocious, B, it's just the way it is. Sometimes <laughs> the ladies I, love me. I, did, I realized, I know, I realized I set you up for this. I'm just like. Somewhat, sometimes the ladies love me. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know, yeah. and and sometimes the, the love isn't reciprocated as, as much as and, and care. And sure. I do actually feel bad about this because, you know, she gave me her heart and then uh my ex-girlfriend called back and i I, you know i got hooked on her little fucking siren song she sirened me i was like you know i was out on shore and then i just kind of let that young long young lady go she was sweet too she was so nice i was telling her i was studying one time she brought me a sandwich and chips so sweet so nice and then i just fucking I fucking afflect her. <laughs> fucking hot. Bam. You're a dick. All right. So Eminem's <laughs> daughter. Eminem's daughter. We all remember that. Spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. Uh, she got engaged. Ooh, Haley got engaged. Haley didn't get engaged. What's the right approach to most awesome when one of your kids get engaged? Do you want the permission to ask? Like, what do you oh, think? yes. Yeah. All right. Give me, give me like, what, what, what ideally would you care for is there sometimes when you don't give your t- tilt of the hat 
man i don't know at that point here's the thing is is like well the door you know the girls are always going to have an open door policy right it's like if it ever doesn't feel right it doesn't matter how much if we're if we spend a ton of money at the fucking altar it don't feel right that 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 hair runs up the back of your spine and and you don't think it's going to be the right one fucking pull the rib cord we're done we don't need to be here and yeah. and fucking kick rocks <laughs> i'll body i'll body him what's up yeah. um so then uh, uh yeah they should ask and, and you know man that's the thing i oh, thankfully i'm not in this position but it's like if they if they have somebody that if if you're like oh i'm really worried that they're going to ask me to marry my daughter you know, you're already in a bad spot, but now what do you do? You can't sit there and go, I, you know, you know, I'm going to cut you. I'm going to write a number on this check. Yeah. Let's say it's just like, you know, let's say it's Kabesh at 2.0. Like if we have to power rank the order of your kids getting married, I think 2.0 in my power rank, it'd probably be top spot. Cause you're just like, she's got a little bit of attitude. Just like, this is what I like this, that get over it. But it's just like, if someone ask you like what uh, is there any way you say no like do you you're just like no, not at that point like, not at that point you know you, you you know i don't know man it's hard if they make a bad decision what are you gonna do it's it's tough but hopefully it doesn't get too far along hopefully you raise them early and you raise them early on and often you know i, know, Unless, I, know I mean what like what are we yeah. talking about here like they're an asshole or they're a fucking like meth head you know what i mean it's like it runs yeah, good, good question good question but it's just like, like, where do you, you know, how deep do you actually like dive in? Are you just like, all right, I don't see this fit. So I'm going to let you like punch it out. Or are you just like, literally like, this is a, a terrible decision. Like, yeah. you can't do this. Man. Yeah. I, well, if you do that, you're only going to push them further into their arms. So yeah. kind of fucking devil. If you do, you might want to sit there and talk to them about, like fucking lifelong decisions and you know <laughs> when you do this shit shit's permanent you know what i mean you can't just fucking do this on a lark i you know oh man yeah i i don't know i maybe if that's the case we'll just like i'll just you know i'll just i can't you can't do an intervention you can't do it you can't do it b I was trying to think of something funny. There's nothing funny. Know, You're talking it, about my baby girls. I know. I know. I, kinda, I, know I did kind of spring like a M A M A P T on you. Like you I did. did. I didn't mean to you do did. that. It's like, all right. Look, yeah, kind of I'll say, I'll say, look, are they a brandana or not? And then if they say they're not a brandana, I said, then they're not good enough for my daughter. Get out of here. Then you out. You out. Um, all right, buddy. LeBron James says he drinks wine every day. Hell yeah. Good for his heart. Here's what the science says. We're going to get into science. Um, are you an everyday drinker? Or like we talked about this a little bit earlier. Like yeah. every day where you just kind of like uh, take it in realms. Yeah, no, I, I, I got little sprints. I got sprints. You know what I mean? I'll go on Jags, but you, no, not every day. You You're just like, I'm having seven drinks this week. Or is there like, is no there planning? Is there a night where is is there like a Friday where just like I've worked really hard this week like I'm gonna I'm gonna start hitting that brown? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely like weekends. Definitely get it. You know what I mean? Sometimes I'll load up. It's all spur of the moment. My drinking is totally devil may care. Is that the right way? Did I say it the right way? I stunned <laughs> yeah, you on that one. Yeah, you got silent. I think, I think you did. Um, all right. You have lost Joe Down. Bring us a jam. Yeah.
So let's leave it alone Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, we're talking about Movies, bro. <laughs> and if you want to be best actress of our time, yeah, she made our Hall of Fame. Remember, we did that once. Yeah, so I got an eye girl class. Did. That was it. Got, actually, like that was. I feel like it was two years ago. We needed it back. We so do. Who, do you do we have to re-listen the podcast? Do you remember like who's in our Hall of Fame? Uh, I know Meryl Streep made it. Yeah. Um, I think you fought like tooth and nail to get fucking Bradley Cooper in and that seems early in hindsight it does it does seem a little early i think we had pacino um i think i think we sat three right no no no. we had we had a bevy denzel made it uh here we go i'm looking it's 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 archived on our uh mab under uh mab sports uh oh jack nicholson meryl streep robert de niro al pacino tom hanks that's our top class. That's our five. It's a good class. Okay, let's add one right now. Let's add one right now. Give me one let's more. add one. Daniel Day-Lewis, we had a nominee. Yeah. Uh, Tom Cruise, we had another nominee. Yeah. Bradley Cooper, that's your nominee. And, oh, Robin Williams, Denzel, Morgan Freeman. I, I, don't, remember if we got an, I don't remember if we got an answer. All right, who who made it? This is great, great potting bite. Right? Give us one more time. Like, who is in the MAB Sports Podcast Actor Hall of Fame? Uh, it is Meryl Streep, Robert okay. De Niro, Tom Hanks, Al Pacino, Jack Nicholson. Okay. So MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. You should just email. We'll figure this out. We're going to wrap this up before the end of the year. We're going to do one more actor in this. Should it be Jay Moore? Could be. I don't see why not. Yeah, it's not Brett. will be there a little bit. I said, let's do Meryl Streep movies. So when I re-looked at her list of movies, I thought she was in a lot more movies than she was. <laughs> Everyone acts like Meryl Streep is in every movie. And she's great in what she's at, but it's yes. going to surprise me. Like, she's at, like, the ID of credit's not insane. Like, I like it. She's not in like six movies a year, which is good. Yeah, she's keeping it tight. She is keeping it tight. Um, but I do, yeah, I, you know what? You're right. Here's the thing is, is I have like, I have a list only of movies I've seen. I will tell you this right now. <laughs> I didn't try to go, I, you know, so that, that definitely limits me a few. Yes. Uh, probably a lot of few because I looked at this list and I was thinking about you as I was going through credits and I was just like, oh, this is a lot of movies that most awesome, most awesome has never seen. It's very common that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. So your top three list is going to be like the only three movies <laughs> you've seen Meryl Streep in. Kind of. <laughs> all right let's get um we'll we'll do the uh we'll wait for kind of the the um, 
figure it out fast i'm gonna move this move this so i don't think you've seen this but we'll talk about it Ooh. uh so my number three spot is deer hunter i have not seen the deer hunter god damn it. i know buddy i watched i it knew you don't fly did you watch it in a plane? i don't yeah, yeah. Were you watching on a plane? What kind of psychopath watches a fucking? It's crazy. I know it was crazy. It was a crazy decision, but it was also like it's that's what makes it perfect. Sometimes when we were flying from LA to Atlanta, it's and it's exactly that flight is exactly as long as the Deer Hunter. You're just like, what should I do? And it's just like, I should finally fucking watch the Deer Hunter. The Deer Hunter is crazy. Yes, Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter is crazy because it's got uh uh wait 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 oh shit. Who's the guy? Fucking asshole that he is. What's Everyone, his name? Everyone's everyone's in the Deer Hunter. Oh, okay. Yeah. What's the what's the guy? Your father carried this watch in his ass. <laughs> that guy. What's his name? Yeah, Christopher Walken. Walken. Thank Christopher you. Christopher yes. Walken is absolutely in the Deer Hunter. Yes, exactly. I know. I it know. Was, look, it I know was the Deer Hunter. Christopher Walken was Christopher Walken. He's not even leaning in. He's just like talking weird. Like yeah. it's it's Robert De Niro. It's Chris Walken. It's it's takes forever, but you think the movie's long, and the only reason the movie's long is because like to get them going to war like takes an hour. Really? And that's I thought it like, all. I thought it was all in like a Vietnam POW camp, and they were oh, just we, forced we to play Russian there. roulette. Yeah. yeah, but oh no, it's this is Didi Mao. Let's a, not let's not. This is a Russian roulette movie. This oh. Let me boil down. If you guys see the Deer Hunter, Deer Hunter's about this. Spoiler alert, everyone. Yeah. So uh, there's an hour of movie when they have to go to Vietnam. Then they go to Vietnam and they're captured. And then they have to play Russian roulette. And then this plan to survive Russian roulette. And if someone gets so addicted to just like the buzz of playing Russian roulette, like he plays it for money. And he does that in this small town. It's This movie's fucking crazy. It's fucking great. Um Obviously, in the first hour, we have, you know, we have, we have a girl, so she's in it. So that's yep. She's in it. She's in it because that's the thing is, is, like, I thought the deer hunter, like, I didn't know how big of a role she had in the deer hunter, and I was like, I thought like it was just the three dudes and fucking getting wild in the POW camp. But you I guess I was wrong. I guess to, I was wrong. You need to watch it. It's, it's really the next your next flight to Atlanta. Well, from mm-hmm. where you're at, that's not gonna be enough time. So yeah, you'll have to fly to like. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got the way back too. Can I break it up into two pieces? All right, my number three. Fly to San Diego. <laughs> my number three, <laughs> uh, Julie and Julia, the fucking Julia Child's biopic. Oh, you watched this? I did watch it, baby. You know I did. <laughs> All right, never mind. A little Amy Adams. I loved it. I loved it. Hello, there you go. No, that was fucking. Uh, this is doubtfire. What am I doing? That's yeah. not Julia no, Child. No, no. You're, you're pretty good. You're pretty close. It's, it's not necessarily. I'm pretty close. Yeah. It's look, I didn't get in the pod game to fucking do impressions. <laughs> no, you're you my Christopher Walken. Not I, that's it. This every every round I'm gonna try and do an impression. That's well, my challenge. Pod, I do a podcast. Uh my number two spot. Adaptation. Didn't see it. <laughs> All right. Not good. We knew we knew we were gonna run this eventually. We just didn't see each other. Shit. Uh, adaptation is, it's fucking great. It's so it's so meta. It it's a yeah. it's a really good act. Sure, it is. I'm trying to think, Nick uh, Cage is in this, right? He is. Yeah, two Nick Cages. Nick Cage is playing two dudes. 
Oh, that's right. Does he plays like the the guy with the carries like a flower plant or something like that, right? <laughs> potted flower. Yes, I mean Nick Cage plays like a twins, and then like the uh, the Kaufman's written like the screenplay, and then like Kaufman actually like invented a twin. I think the story is like he invented a twin because this this won the Academy Award for best original screenplay, and then he invented twins, and like weirdly enough, like. Both Kaufman brothers win an Academy Award for writing this movie. It's it's so meta, it's crazy. I don't we wait, wait. Right he made up a fake person and got that fake person a an, an Oscar nom? Yes, because he was like he's writing himself in the screenplay. And so he said the screenplay was written by two twin brothers and is the two twin brothers we see in the screenplay. What? All right. I may I might be interested in this. I'm trying to think of a good classic Nick Cage. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. There <laughs> yeah, you go. No, there's no. There you uh, go. I'm back, baby. We do. You, you know what? Next week we'll power rank like Nick Cage top three movies. Let's Ooh. just do that. Let's run it back. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Run it back. Um, yeah. my number two. Uh, really Who's like this. Buddy? My number two, baby, is the Iron Lady. Give me some of that fucking. Give me some of that Iron Lady. You're so boring. Wait, you watch you watch this oh, shit? Just wait till I get to my number one. <laughs> Do you watch all this? Like this? Yeah, hell yeah. You're not gonna watch the Iron Lady? No. Are you into just like you're not gonna you're not into Margaret Thatcher? You're not into No, the the crown, you do all that shit. Like you're just kind of like Oh, not the crown. No. We did Downton Abbey for like two seasons, and then we just I don't know. I thought everyone gets PBS, but maybe we didn't you'll get pbs anymore <laughs> i did i did think too everyone got pbs i'd be <laughs> shocked that you know PBS. look it's paid for by us or whatever right. they're I, yeah, like i you know the perfect morning is like me picturing you making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich for the girls pbs yep. is playing it's blasting you're like you're doing all that it's fine and then you get like uh like you go down you rock the peloton drink a soda water you make my bed, waiting for old Brandon to come back. Keep it. I just keep it tight. Keep it like a like a shrine. That's ideal. That's ideal morning. That's perfect yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, perfect. My one spot is Devil Wears Prada. Let's That's my it. number one. That's great. Oh, it is. Yeah. So I rewatched it this weekend. You did uh, get the fuck out. I did. I, I did. did not. I did. Uh, it is. She's great. That script's great. The music is super dated. I know it makes me love like great scripts, but it's just like, it's such a tight story of like passion, like feeling like you're better than something, but then kind of getting it. Like it makes you feel like it's just like, you're like, oh, fashion is a thing. I can get that. I can get behind that. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. I'm totally into it. Stanley Tucci. Great. Emily Blunt. Great. Not so great. Her boyfriend, Anne Hathaway's boyfriend. Oh my fuck, god, it sucks. Yeah, this, what a dickwad. Like Vinny Chase, like don't get. Yes, yeah, he yeah, yeah, he sucks. The the actor sucks, but he the character also. Oh, what, oh, yeah, yeah, that, what do you think it sucks? I think they were just like, I think they wrote the script. They're like, we need a love interest, and we need you know the annoying boyfriend because we're gonna power the girl. And I think they got like through the script, and they realized just like. The guy's just a fucking wet blanket. Yeah. He, he doesn't like the her character can still survive without like having his character arc. 
which we do not need. Right. Yeah, exactly right. Yes, she can she can 100% do that. We don't need the strife of something pulling at her to be at home. He's just bitching. He's just like, oh, you he's didn't totally like clothes. Where now I like clothes. That's that. Yeah, exactly. I fucking grown. What are you doing? You're just you're yeah. just in the you're just making fucking food all the time. Yeah. Fine. Apparently making food. I didn't I haven't seen you make a fucking like BLT since this movie like kicked off. Like, yeah, exactly. That's because he just because he was fucking just showing it up. He's signed up, cash checks, get out, get out of there. Play a fucking soft ass bitch. I'm out. Mm. I also didn't like the other guy, the fucking blonde haired guy that's trying to chat up Anne Hathaway. Well, I know. I was talking about that. I don't find him attractive, which is like, that was my. I find him swarmy. I'm with you. I'm, I don't yeah, find this guy like. like give, me, give me, that should be, that should be our boy. That's a Bradley Cooper role. I would, if I, you son of a bitch, I was going to make a make that joke. Me? Oh my God. No, you didn't steal that. it from you. No, no, no. I was going to make the joke that you're going to say, it's a Bradley Cooper role. It's all <laughs> it Bradley is, Cooper roles for you, B. It's, it's, it's a fucking Oscar Isaac. Like, make me. F- Make me tempted. Make me swoon. Yes, I'm not tempted. Take my breath away. I'm not tempted by this guy. This guy looks like Days of Our Lives, like day three. Like, what are we doing? For sure, he's he's uncharismatic to me. Yeah, we're talking Simon Baker. Yes, Yes. eat shit. All right, that's his name. I'm looking. (laughs) I love when you do shots fired. Yeah, I like. I you know what? We don't have enough beef on this podcast with other people. (laughs) No, we got what we're fighting Philadelphia. Philadelphia on on site Philadelphia. We're is this guy from it. Philadelphia? Ooh, no. Oh, I think he's God, like I'm a here. I think he's like I'm an perfect. English tool. I think he's English. Hold on. I'm on IMDP. No, everyone, up. everyone okay, fucking Yeah, everything can relax. Who else do we have fights with? Oh, I he's mean, Australian. Oh, uh, maybe this gets yeah. a little maybe that gets a little bu- but still. Look, you're not you're not sweeping me off of my feet, Simon Baker, with all your fucking yeah. faux charm and all it's the other best. bullshit. Best. Yeah. I'm gonna if I'm putting on a kissing potion, it's gonna be for somebody else. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> Go. Um all right, but it may be sports podcast episode 197. I think we gave him a full hour. Oh, we most definitely did. We most definitely did. We most definitely did. Um, I guess uh you can shoot us an email. Never said it may be sports podcast at gmail.com MVP of the week. Let's hit it. I'm gonna do I gotta do Steph Curry, buddy. Three point record. He got nice. it. He got it 12 years in. Um, still got some time. That number is going to be blown away and never catchable. But I will hats off. Yeah, I, I think he might be right because I think he's got, I mean, he's shooting in an unbelievable clip right now. 13 a game, making about five of them. I just don't think that we're going to see somebody as prolific to catch that number when he's all said and done because he could keep this pace. Not this pace. But he could he could he could be a three three pointer a game player for a very long time, assuming his health stays up, and that's gonna really fucking push it to the outer limits. Yeah, I like it. Uh, I'm gonna go with another basketball player, uh, Jamal Sheed. Did you see this? Uh, the the Houston Cougar got shelled. Yes. You, you hear about this? Houston yeah. Cougar team got shelled by uh, Alabama in college. And uh, coaches threw a fucking hissy fit. Players threw a tantrum, kicked over the garbage can, uh, and a, like threw down a bunch of chairs. And then uh, Jamal Sheed, the player for the Houston Cougars, went up, started cleaning up after his, his teammates got a little raucous throat. So I was like, you know what? What a good kid. That's fucking great. Way to way to show a little class. And 
and uh you know you were upset about the calls but uh you, you know you're not gonna just trash somebody's building it was nice it was sweet to see what a good find guys in the esports podcast you know where to find us Tell you guys listening enjoy the holidays i'm ready and why should sign yourself off most awesome audience check out this best new original screenplay called Mabdaptation. Runway, style, fame, she likes fashion. Oh.